Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, Breathe In, Write Out, a podcast for high school, college, and university students about making the most out of academic life. We touch on study skills, student life, career transition, overall well-being, personal development, and other topics that impact young adults. At the end of each podcast, we send our listeners off with a short guided meditation and writing prompt. We hope that through these discussions, meditations, and writing exercises, we can build an open, caring, compassionate community that supports personal growth. I'm Lisa Fow, the founder and CEO of Fow Academic Writing, where we focus on teaching young adults the communication skills necessary to reach their full potential on the page and in life. Get into a cozy spot, grab your pen and notebooks, and let's meet our first guest. episode is about men's mental health. Men and women have been socialized differently around emotion, communication style, and dealing with life problems. Research has shown that men and women express depressive symptoms differently, for example. Women tend to emote and talk about their feelings, while men tend to pull inward and isolate themselves. It's unclear if their differences are biological or social, but they exist. And this kind of self-isolating response to stress, especially emotional stress, can make it even more challenging for men to reach out for support than women when they need it most. Today's podcast guest is Christopher Morrison, Eagle Calling Man in Cree. Chris is an Indigenous and men's health advocate in Ontario. He was born in the swampy Cree territory, but has a deeper connection to the Cree territory. Chris continues to cultivate a connection to the land through spending time outdoors hunting, fishing, and trapping. While in Peterborough, Ontario, he employs his traditional and cultural knowledge and practices to teach leadership skills and build confidence in the community, with a special focus on changing how we view and cultivate male leadership. He believes that knowing who you are and what your values are is essential to the process of being a secure and competent leader in your own life and in the lives of those around you. Welcome to our podcast, Breathe In, Right Out, Chris. Thanks, Lisa. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. So we were just talking a little bit before the podcast about what you do and how you got there. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal story and how you kind of got to um, where you are and chose the career you're doing? For sure. Well, I've always lived a cultural and traditional lifestyle. But when I came to Trent University, it was because I came here out of love. I came to Peterborough out of love. See, my wife, when I was in Moose Factory, I was teaching grade one. And my wife came to teach there. And she was teaching grade two in the classroom next next to mine. Mm -hmm. And so... She got onto the school board here in Peterborough, the the KPR board. And that's why I say love brought me down here. (laughs) So she got onto the board and I said, I'll go back to university and finish my master's degree in sustainability studies. Okay. And how did that bring you to where you are today and what you're doing? I guess you were telling me a little bit about how when you started that degree, you started to look into supports for men 
around mental health and you, you found there weren't a lot, and in particular for Indigenous men. Can you tell listeners a bit about like that journey and how you came to those conclusions? Well, when I looked at the what was available for women, mm-hmm. I seen that there were a lot of resources, a lot of places that women could go to, but I didn't see a lot of places for the men. Mm-hmm. And for myself, I couldn't find somebody that I could look up to, somebody to follow as a guide, you know, a model. So I, I founded the Indigenous Men's Alliance. Okay. And what is that exactly? So the Indigenous Men's Alliance is a place where men can go to overcome their challenges the way that I teach it is that we need uh, one another to be empowered. I talk about the values of truth, respect, and wisdom. Those three inner values that are the foundation of who we are. And so when somebody um, is being honest with you, they're sharing their truth. They're sharing the truth of a problem that they may have or a challenge that they're facing, a barrier even. So when I was thinking about those, my values, I was uh, thinking, you know, where can I go to help others? You know, as an educated man, you know, I have my three university degrees. Wow. And so where do I go to share my knowledge? Mm-hmm. So even for our men who are educated or elders, mm-hmm. there isn't a, uh, I call it a brave space for okay. them to share their truth to share their wisdom okay. and there's no place for men to go to 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 engage in the act of listening mm-hmm. and respecting the truth that these i guess educated men these elders that are telling are being honest mm-hmm. and so i think of it as a brave space because when men are faced with a challenge, a lot of men will go into a safe space. Right. What does that mean? What do you mean by a safe space? So a safe space is, the analogy I use is, my buddy, he said, I totally agree, Chris, with, your, with what you're saying with, about being, uh, using the value of courage to create a brave space between you and the truth. Because he said the truth was, when he was in Afghanistan, and he was being shot at, oh my gosh. he had to retreat from that problem, from that challenge into a safe space. Oh. But to over, this is the most extreme uh, yeah. uh, example, but it, you can get the point. And he said, in order to overcome that challenge, I had to come out of my safe space and create a brave space between me and that problem I was facing. So the safe space was what kind of like hiding, like kind of just hiding out and, and, and kind of trying to protect yourself from danger on your own? Like, so when I think of a, a safe space for a lot of men um, in general, you know, they would go into a hole, mm. you know, they go into a hole, whether it's, uh, going into that hole 
like not facing their challenges at, at ground at ground level. Okay. So they go into this hole, whether it's, and then I refer to those holes as maybe they'll ref, uh, self-medicate so they don't have to think. Right. They may use uh, antidepressants such as alcohol so that yeah. they don't have to feel about right. those challenges, the problem, the truth. And so it's much easier to go into that space than reach to, to reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Or there's no space for, to go to to get help. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is there's not as many resources for our men yeah. out there for their, right. mental, for their mental aspect of overcoming mm-hmm. challenges. It's really interesting. I, I found it. I found it um, interesting that you said in the beginning, there's, there's no space for men to go to listen to other men share their truth, which probably to um, a lot of women or, I mean, just people in general, uh, that seems unusual because we hear, you know, we live in a, patriarchal society, a male-dominated society. So you would think there would be some mechanism or space for kind of men to get together and and to help them grow. Um, But I think maybe that's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, what you're talking about in terms of a brave space and a safe space is not what we, what men would have traditionally thought of as a space to get together. I mean, if we tradi- like in the past or in stereotypes or something, we would think of like, oh, men go to the, depending on like we'd say probably upper class white men go to the country club or the golf course or whatever and get together. Um, but you're talking about something very different, right? So can you tell us like more about that brave space and how it's different? I'm maybe totally off base. (laughs) So when I think of this space, I think of it, I use the teaching of a circle. So there's three parts of a circle. It relates to, so the inside of the circle I refer to as our home. Uh, it relates to the, our first circle, which is inside of our mother. Okay. You know, so that's so we in my culture we consider that the woman's space, the kids' space, and our elder space. And then okay. there's the outside of the circle, which you could say is society. Okay. You know, and then everything you do outside of the circle is to keep your circle. When you refer to that circle as a home, you know, you go to work, right? Right. And then you, and you bring stuff back to your home, whether it's money, you know, to keep your home. Mm -hmm. And it refers, it also refers to the actual individual. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're breathing in, you know, you're taking in from the outside so that you can live Mm -hmm. that oxygen. So the other part is the line of the circle. That's the third part. And when I think of 
a community, the men would stand on the line, making sure nothing came into that uh, space that was going to harm it. Right? They provided for that community. So you think of the men too. They uh, traditionally they would go off to work. Right. Traditionally, they would bring back to the home. But now that woman, this uh, patriarchy society that you're referring to, you know, it used to be the men that went to work and then right. the woman stayed at home. Right. But now, because of, the, uh, because of capitalism, because of the way the economy is set up, well, we pretty much can't afford a one-income home anymore. And so women are actually, there's a big part to this too where women were oppressed, you know, the history right. of women, that aspect. And so now that the women are working, they can go off and join the, they can yeah, provide for that circle. It's a right. different relationship. And so an, another part is a lot of men are staying home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my brother stays home. My sister-in-law um, is the academic. And so when I think of the brave space that men are needing, it's to actually, like women have always been emotionally strong. Right. Men have been, have had a hard time transitioning to the aspect, to the reality, I guess, that they are going to be needed in a different way. Right. There has always been uh, sports for men. You know, men would go off like that. And yeah. I mean, maybe that was their space before. Because you were saying before something about um, there's always been physical, physical space or support for men. Yes, with the, you think of organized sports teams, hockey teams. It's, I, it's funny when you watch like uh, hockey or mm -hmm. football, you see these guys hugging and right. kissing and right. loving and each emotional. other. They're very right? emotional. Yeah. They, they show each other. Yeah. <laughs> but when they see each other in public, you know, it's a different space. Mm -hmm. And they don't do that. They don't hug. They don't tell you, I love you. It's very interesting. Yeah. So why can't the, uh, you know, people can dislike somebody without even knowing them, mm -hmm. but why can't we love somebody without even knowing them? Oh, wow. Right. Like love each other, respect each other help okay. each other so it's it sounds like you know what you're doing is not only creating a space but kind of rethinking masculinity rethinking the role of men or helping men to adapt to the evolving society um by helping them to tap into a part of themselves and feel secure to express it that often and in the past was maybe not encouraged. Yes, definitely. There's a stereotype, the stereotype that, you know, men don't cry. Mm -hmm. and through my research, one of the men said, 
we weren't even supposed to cry at funerals. Whoa. Whoa. So that's a big thing. Like ha bottling up all of those emotions. And you know yeah. what happens when you bottle up your emotions? You, you find a way to deal with them. So you go into a hole to deal with them. The thing is, and a lot of people don't, a lot of men, and they don't want to, you know, there's a stigma that if you cry, you're weak. Right. You know, whereas it takes so much energy and strength to cry, mm -hmm. you know, to let out those emotions. Yeah, to be vulnerable. And in my uh, research, you know, we think about stuff and then we feel about stuff and then it affects our spirit. Mm -hmm. So in my culture, our teaching is that we are perfect, perfectly uh, spiritual beings. Our spirit just uplifts us. And so it's your, when you think positive and feel positive, you're going to have a lot of spirit. But if you're uh, thinking negative and feeling negative, then you're going to do things with very little to no spirit. So your, your spirit just is waiting to lift you up. So and then you go into actually physically acting it out. Is, would spirit be similar to how western medicine thinks of mental health or is it totally different when i think concept? of when i think of spirit and when i teach others um it's the spirit like you think of team spirit when we were talking about team spirit earlier yeah you know if you have a lot of high spirit mm -hmm. then you're this is why you have cheerleaders to uplift right. that's that's the, the spirit of the team so that they think and feel good about themselves okay. and so when I uh, tell kids about the, this teaching is your spirit is your attitude mm. okay. the attitude you have so this is why when I do my teachings the alliance the men's alliance mm -hmm. is based off your values the truth respect and wisdom okay. and so when you have those strong values, it's going to affect your, the belief system of yourself. You know, what you, you can believe in yourself when you have those strong values, which is ultimately going to affect your attitude towards overcoming all of those challenges and facing the truth and respecting right. the truth. Mm -hmm. That seems similar to what I interviewed someone that's a life coach and she was talking about resilience and that seems similar to what she'd talk about in terms of a growth mindset because you're being honest uh, wisdom you know i assume you're gaining more knowledge and so i forgot the third one truth wisdom respect respect yeah and then that's kind of like well, I don't know. Okay, I'm just guessing based on what you've been saying. Um, sounds a lot to me like self-respect, self-love, that kind of thing. So at the, when I create these brave spaces for the men, mm -hmm. I tell them that I don't know the truth that they're standing in or that they have inside of them until they're honest okay. with me. I teach them the, the seven values for success. Okay. I, 
It took me two and a half years to figure out this model. Wow. It was, yeah, while I was in university, I was, I thought about these seven values. We call them the grandfather teachings and how they work together. So can you explain, like maybe say what each one is and, and kind of like the name and like, what is it to help others understand? So the seven grandfather teachings are truth, respect, wisdom, honesty, love, humility, and tying all of those together is the value of courage. In my culture, when we define courage in our language, mm -hmm. it means to help him or her. Oh, wow. So, the opposite of what you see in movies, right? <laughs> so when you have courage, you're able to create a brave space. The thing about courage is that we already have it. Yeah. Nobody can give you courage because you already have it in you. They, we can give you truth. We can give you respect, wisdom, honesty, love, humility. We can give you those things. Mm -hmm. But it's the individual that already has the courage. Wow. It's up to us, especially me as a father. Mm -hmm. I encourage. Okay. So that the prefix en n means mm -hmm. to make. So to oh, make okay. help for him or her. Mm -hmm. So to make help from my daughter or my son. And I do it with encouragement. And wow. meant, meant means a result. So to make help a result for him or her. Wow. Wow, that's good stuff. And so, so this is what I teach to the men when they come to the Alliance. Mm -hmm. I teach them about this, the the seven grandfather teachings. I call it the values for success. Mm -hmm. I teach them about the seven directions. You mentioned earlier about where the men are right now. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the seven directions, you know, we can go forward. We look back to where we came from. You know, you can go up or down. You can go left or right. But a lot of men don't know where they are right now. Mm. So to have that seventh direction, you need a starting point. You know, you need to look back to where you came from, to where you are right now, so that you can plan for tomorrow. You know, and then you can plan for the week. And have, when you have a good plan, you know, you'll have a good day, then you'll have a good week. All those weeks add up to a month. Months add up to having a good year. All yeah. with a good plan. Wow. So there's the seven directions, the seven values for success. Mm -hmm. And then I teach about the seven generations. Okay. So the, the model I use for the seven generations is that we use the past three generations to plan for the next three generations. Oh, wow. And okay. so. It's all interconnected. Right. And so when I was talking about the circle earlier, mm -hmm. the men in my culture are referred to as firekeepers. Okay. And so we, inside of the home, you know, we think of a warm space. And so right. the men 
provide for that fire. It's, it relates to the fire that we have inside of us, you know, that warmth. And right. we need to feed that fire, whether it's with, even with food, you know, it's good food. Yeah. Mm, it's so good. It uplifts yeah, your it makes spirit. Warm. Makes, you, makes your body feel good. Makes it feel warm. Mm-hmm. So that fire inside of us. And mm-hmm. so as fire keepers, we provide and we protect and advocate for that home. And all of those homes connected creates that neighborhood, you know, that circle, the neighborhood. Right. And those neighborhoods connected creates our communities. Communities connected creates our provinces. Provinces connected creates our countries. Countries connected creates our continents. And then continents connected creates our mother earth space. Mm-hmm. And then father's sky protects her. So you can see the three elements again. So the inside of the circle, Mother Earth space, Father Sky on the line protecting her from the outer space. Wow. And when I talk about the fire in that home, you know, you think of the fire inside of Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we tend as fire keepers, men, we tend to the fire in our home, Mm -hmm. which aligns the inner fire of the people in our home, which aligns with the grandfather firekeeper, which is the sun. Mm. So when, a, when your home is aligned with those four fires, then you can find more balance, I guess, mm. within your home. Yeah, and in the world. This is great stuff. And you know, this is very much the opposite of, I think, how a lot of men, at least in previous generations, have been socialized, you know, like you got to be a tough individual, very focused on the individual and cultivating your individual strength and being competitive, where this is, um, well, you, this is more like collective and, and community-based and reciprocal and being mindful of your connection to the whole so that's really interesting. Why, this is great stuff. Why, what do you think is kind of challenging men or holding them back to, to shifting into this, this mindset, this different way of thinking and being that you're creating or talking about teaching? Well, for men, they... Again, it goes back to the stereotype that, you know, you're supposed to be strong. You're not supposed to be vulnerable, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But I think that now that this is, now that I can create this space for men to be brave, Mm -hmm. then I can start to gain that trust that, you know, you can talk to me. Mm -hmm. It's okay to talk about this stuff. You know, a lot of times men will build stuff up. Like for me, we build like probably 95% of we think about and then we feel about something affects our attitude, a problem. You know, we think about that. It's it's bigger than it is. And so we don't actually, so you think 95% of those choices to not speak is coming out of that place of fear. 
you know, fearing the truth, fearing what's going to happen, fearing who's going to say something about me, you know. And so a lot of men will, they just will keep to themselves. So fear, it's, a, it's safe not to, to talk as well. Right. So fear is holding men back. When you make choices out of fear, mm-hmm. instead of out of the value of courage, which I teach, then you are, you're not facing the truth. There's no respect for the truth. Mm-hmm. The wisdom aspect. The other aspect about all of this is we don't have uh, men readily available that other men can go to for a listening ear, some advice, wisdom, and to... I guess, paint them a picture of where they are right now, where they can be, where they come from. Because a lot of times we really can't see where we are as, as men. And a lot of men, I think that are, they may be influenced, you know, going off their paths, influenced by this, by this person, this trend even, you know, trying to impress somebody that they don't even trying to impress somebody where that person doesn't even care about who they are. Right. And so I think this is why I said like knowing who you are is really important to where you want to be. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, it's kind of a call to action for men out there who are, you know, more experienced, knowledgeable, feel pretty okay with themselves to take up more of a mentorship role um, for young men. So if you're out there, take, uh, take what Chris is saying in and think about how maybe you can help to provide that space. Because you're kind of, I mean, what you're doing is great, but it's not, you're just in a small little you're in, you're in a, a community in Ontario, and it, it sounds like what you're doing. I mean, this this could be valuable for all men across the globe. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing, and I just wanted to to encourage people to uh, hear what you're saying. I do like these uh, short bits of teachings on my Facebook page. It's called the Indigenous Men's Alliance. Mm-hmm. It's a public page, so you can search it on Facebook. The, my target is men age 30 and over. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain stages of your life where, like from the age 30 to 100, there are very little resources for men. Yeah, you know, grow, there's more growing up when you're in school, there's more resources. Like right. And then when you're a youth up to age 29, you know, 14 to 29, there's all these programs, youth programs, right. youth groups. Right. You know, so those 15 years, there's programs for men, young men, youth men. Right. And then there's school. So you can think like if you were to live to 100, there is very 
to little, very little to no resources for 70% of your life. Wow. Well, I guess it's because they assume you're supposed to have it figured out. Right. A lot of men do not have it figured out. No did, one has it figured out. I did a study on what are men doing after they graduate from university. And in general, they, they really don't know. They say, maybe I will just go home to my community and get a job, apply for a job. And so there's, the other thing is when you get to about 40 years old, you should be starting to become uh, a mentor for 30 and under. When yeah, you're, that's what I was saying. you're 50, when you're 50, you should be like a champion. You should know, you know, a lot. <laughs> you're not going to be making those, those, Let's hope. those choices that could put you in a, a dangerous position. You're not going to take all those risks that you would take when you were like 21 or 22, right? Right. You're not going to buy that or buy, you know, it's, but when you're about 50, you know, your, your kids are a little bit grown up and you know some, but those men don't even have a place to go to tell those younger men. Right. Yeah. It's like a, you should be transitioning and training to be that champion mentor. Yeah, that's, that's great. And there's, know, no, there's no place for those champion mentors to help our men to get to that level. That's really interesting because I studied, um, I speak Chinese, I spent a lot of time in China, I studied Chinese culture, and Confucius, kind of a famous Chinese philosopher and teacher, he actually has a saying very similar to that, which is like, at this age, you should be this kind of um, wise person at this age, that very similar to what you're saying, you know, when you can sort of stand on your own feet when you're you start sharing with others and kind of the ultimate goal he would have for his students would to be to be like him where he kind of traveled around the country teaching um young men because women in ancient china weren't philosophers and didn't work in government but teaching them how to be good leaders because in ancient china um, there were political advisors would advise the emperors or the lords over certain provinces. Like that was hereditary, being the emperor. But they had a lot of political advisors. And kind of the role of the political advisor was to go between the emperor, king, and the people. Because, you know, the emperor that could sometimes be very cruel in ancient China. So he was trying to cultivate all these young men who would eventually be good advisors and help to govern the empire better. So it's really interesting that it's somewhat similar what you're saying to something that's like thousands of years old in China. <clears throat> yes, for so sure. Has some value. So one of the, 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 I guess, aspects of our culture as well as the I heard it referred to as the three grandmother law. So the three grandmother laws 
there was three grandmothers that were in charge of the community. So those three grandmothers, they were in charge of, you know, of, uh, for example, the land creatures, the air creatures, and the water creatures. So land, air, and water. L-A-W, the law, the natural law. <laughs> and what they did was they would sit together and they would discuss what's best for the community. And, but those three grandmothers had their two advisors. And so it created that triangle. You know, you can see the triangle of the three sitting together. And so the triangle is the strongest shape in the universe. So that council, those three grandmothers sitting together was the strongest thing that they had in the community. And so those grandmothers had their two advisors creating another triangle. And then those two had their two creating more triangles, which then created a strong community. The, the reason, when you think of, uh, I guess, your students, the people who are listening, is that when I refer to the triangle and I refer to the foundation of who we are, I think of a tripod. I'm using this is a the, tripod right now. This is, this is the, the foundation. So when you, when you think of that tripod, you know, one cannot stand on their own. Two can stand, but you would have to be perfectly balanced. Mm -hmm. But to ensure you never fall, you need that third element. Mm -hmm. You need that third person. Wow. And so what I tell this, when I do this teaching, is this is the foundation of your home, those three elements truth, respect, and wisdom. You know, those three uh, working together creates a triangle, which is the strongest foundation, strongest shape that you can come up with. Wow. At the center of that is the value and the fire that you have. So the value of courage. So what you want to do is you want to encourage that fire to grow. So when the, with the men being fire keepers, they tend to that fire. And when they come to that circle, they are warmth. They are enlightened. They become warmer people when they stand around that fire. And they become empowered by that fire. And what happens is they take that fire home with them, and it creates a warmer community. Right. And so oh. that community becomes a warm nation so basically i mean a lot of this comes down to that you can't do it alone and it, this this old school idea that you have to be strong a strong individual man and that's what masculinity is about that you know what that maybe that's not working well it's not and that thinking of it in this other way where we can lean on each other and even inside ourselves, our values are forming this triangle. They lean on each other. Um, is a better way to move forward and live a happy and healthy, successful life as a man. Yes. <clears throat> when I talk about the, the reason we 
the grandmothers are in charge of the community is because they know what life needs. You know, they've gone through the process and those grandfathers have been there right beside the grandmothers the whole time, you know, in a, in a balanced, in a balanced uh, relationship. And so I talk about uh, balance and our values as well. You know, when I'm speaking to you, I'm, I am telling you my truth. You know, I'm being honest with you. And so you're taking that in as the truth. Right. And it's the courage between me and you that is letting that happen. Mm-hmm. So the truth and honesty, you know, honesty is something you display. Right. Love is something you, res- you display. And humility is something you display. And so what I do is I, I tell the, uh, the students that we need to be honest with each other because you don't know what somebody's truth is until they're honest with you. Right. You don't know how much respect somebody has until they showed in their love, like you were saying earlier, maybe their self-love or self-respect. And so when you love or do things out of love, only good things should happen, which is, in my culture, it's more important for me to respect my wife before I even begin to love her. I will always respect my wife more than I love her. It's, my love is a show of that respect that I have inside of me for her. Wow. And so humility, you don't know how, what somebody knows unless they ask a question, right. which, which feeds their wisdom. Mm-hmm. So there's those three outer values and those three foundational values. Mm-hmm. And when I say what makes up the foundation of our home, truth, respect, and wisdom, mm-hmm. what makes that circle is when men stand on that line. And so what they do is they reinforce the integrity, the, the, the in, reinforce the strength and empower each other when they stand on the line. You know, those three values, those three dots, the, also represent the past, present, and the future. You know, we have those past mentors we have the present men, uh, men, I guess, and then we have the future ones, you know, creating that triangle again. And so we're just following and standing beside those mentors. But a lot of men are out of line. A lot of men are crossing. Sorry. That was kind of funny. A lot of men are out of line. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Which weakens the in- integrity of their circle. Well, and it also, not only in the community of men, but the, the relationship between men and women. When men are kind of offline, I think it's harder to be in relationship with women. Um, so, yeah, I, all everything you're talking about really makes a lot of sense. And it, it's very counter to the current capitalist kind of culture we live in because it's about being authentic. It's about being your whole human self, you know, having feeling, um, also being strong and communicating, caring about 
more than just yourself, but realizing you're in relation with all kinds of people and even the environment. Just like a, a more of a awareness about how you fit in. Yes, I've taught this to thousands of people. I've taught wow. at I've taught at Trent University and I've taught at Fleming College. Amazing. So um what maybe you can tell some of the listeners out there um how they can find out more about you, but also what are some other resources you might recommend in terms of like books or YouTube videos or something for people who are interested in learning more about this and you know changing the way they think about who they are who they are, masculinity, how they fit in, all that kind of stuff? Well, I would, I would start with a lot of times in our lives, in our journey, we start with a question, mm-hmm. you know, that humility aspect. You know, what are you looking for? What do you want to do? Mm. And I would reach out to uh, family members, you know, try to learn about who you are. Mm, where you came from? Yes. So that you can understand where you are and then where you want to go. Okay. So having those discussions, that's what I would say first. Mm-hmm. You know, discuss with, you know, even ask other people, like, what's your past? Like, where do you come from? Like, what's your culture? You know, why do you do the things you do? And start, and so when you start listening, you start respecting the truth. Mm-hmm. You start using those foundational values and then you start respecting yourself. You start respecting the truth about who you are, which gives you those options. You know, that when the, I think of wisdom, wisdom is your options. The more that you listen and respect the truth, then the more wisdom and options you're going to have. Wow, that is so true. That's so so true. Like being open and and just gathering information as opposed to just thinking, you know, this is how it is. Wow. Yes, so I would recommend learn to love to listen. Hmm. Because you can listen to, like, I forget, it's like 10 times more words than you can actually say. And you're, wow. not, you're not learning anything when you're talking. True. Start you? listening more. I, I listen to, uh, who is it? Gary V is a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. Very blunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simon Sinek. Okay, yeah. Is that the, he wrote the book? The Knowing oh. Your Why? Yeah, yeah. I actually recommended it. That yes, that's a good book. Mm-hmm. And I'll, so... On my Facebook page, I do a lot of five-minute videos. Mm-hmm. There's some that are a little bit longer because, again, our attention span has gone down to <laughs> three to six minutes. Or 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, even during the Super Bowl, even those big events, people start looking at their phone instead of watching the commercial. Yeah. They're missing out on life. Yeah, check out my Facebook page, my website. You can find me on 
uh, on the internet, on the big web. And yeah, and you're also you have a YouTube channel. Yes, and I can, if you want me to. I'm open to doing seminars. I'm doing a, I'm doing one on November eighth webinar. November 18th. Okay. If you want to book me through your organization, you can email me at imamoosecree okay. at gmail.com. Okay. And then I, I do webinars. The goal of the IMA is to create that fire for men in the communities. Okay. So we'll, but, put, we'll put all your links when we post um, the podcast. So if anyone's interested, you can look up Chris and um, see what he's up to and how he might be able to help you and your organization. Yeah. Check me out on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. And your Instagram. website, your, your social media tag is at indigenous underscore men underscore associates, right? Right. And your website is indigenous men's Alliance. Okay. Awesome. So do you have any final words of advice for the young men out there, Chris? Last words of advice. Or what would you tell yourself when you were, if you could go back and give your 20 year old self some advice, what would you tell them? I would tell myself to listen more. Mm. Like there's a difference between listening and hearing. Okay. I hear you. But actually engage in listening. What is the difference? The difference about listening is you, is you respect the truth. Okay. You actually, you love, it's the action of love when you're listening. So what, what would your younger self have, have done where he, where he was just kind of hearing but not listening? Like, what's an example? I would say, Chris, I don't care about what anybody else says. You know, think about who you are. Be proud of who you are. Respect the truth of who you are. And, you know, you're sure you are going to, you can make, you are, I don't call, we don't call them mistakes. You know, we call them choices. You're going to make choices. You're going to learn from those choices. And that's what humility, humility is, you know, be humiliated, but learn, (laughs) learn to look back on that humiliation and learn from it. Okay. And humility is a question answered. When you were a 20 year old, would you (laughs) have understood that? Or were were you like on a very different mindset? When I was 20, I was, we go, in my culture, we call it the, it's in the wandering years, you know, okay. you're wandering, trying to find who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's normal. So anyone out there who's in the 20s, you know, it's okay to not have all the answers for the process. So the other thing is try to find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Try to find somebody that you can follow. Good advice. Somebody who, who can be a model mm-hmm. for you to, like a true yeah. model. Like so, somebody 
that you can go to <clears throat> that's going to give you sound wisdom. What kind, what kind of person would you have needed back then? Like, what would that person look like or be like? Back then, it would have been a person that would be, would not judge me. Mm. A person that would say, you know, who can say, you know, if you make this choice, this is where you might be. Mm. You know, there are better choices. So when you go and ask those questions, you're going to get those options. You're going to get that wisdom. And right. it's up to you to honestly decide on those options to respect the truth. Okay. So someone who would be honest with you, but still let you make your choice. <laughs> yes. Try to fill, your fill yourself or fill your surroundings. You know, try to have friends that are going to be honest with you. Because without honesty, there's no truth and there's no respect. True. Right. So you don't want a lot of people around you who just like are telling you how cool you are, but not telling you when you're doing something not cool. For sure. That's solid. That's good advice. So thanks so much for talking with me today, Chris. I feel like I learned a lot. I... I learned a whole new kind of way of thinking and I think I can apply some of this when I'm coaching my own students, especially my male students. And I, I do find that they need a different kind of support than my female students. And um, yeah, so this, this helps a lot. And I'm probably going to share some of your uh, links with them and stuff. And they come to me with struggles. Well, I'm glad to provide this for you, Lisa. It was great talking to you. Yay. I enjoyed it. Great. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah. In person. Yeah. Yeah, when we can travel. Mm -hmm. So just a reminder for everyone out there, you can find out more about Chris and his work on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at indigenous underscore men's underscore associate or his website. Um, indigenous Men's Alliance. Indigenous Men's Alliance. And for all the listeners out there, stay tuned for a short meditation and writing exercise. During this breathing meditation, you will focus on your breath. This will calm your mind and relax your body. There is no right or wrong way to meditate. Whatever you experience during this breathing meditation is right for you. Don't try to make anything happen, just observe. Begin by finding a comfortable position, but one in which you will not fall asleep. Sitting on the floor with your legs crossed is a good position to try. Close your eyes or focus on one spot in the room. Roll your shoulders slowly forward and then slowly back. Lean your head from side to side, lowering your left ear towards your left shoulder and then your right ear toward your right shoulder. Relax your muscles. 
Your body will continue to relax as you meditate. Observe your breathing. Notice how your breath flows in and out. Make no effort to change your breathing in any way. Simply notice how your body breathes. Your body knows how much air it needs. Sit quietly, seeing in your mind's eye your breath flowing gently in and out of your body. When your attention wanders, as it will, just focus back again on your breathing. Notice any stray thoughts, but don't dwell on them. Simply let the thoughts pass. See how your breath continues to flow deeply, calmly. Notice the stages of a complete breath. From the in-breath to the pause that follows, the exhale, and the pause before taking another breath. See the slight breaks between each breath. Feel the air entering through your nose. Picture the breath flowing through the cavities in your sinuses and then down to your lungs. As thoughts intrude, allow them to pass and return your attention to your breathing. See the air inside your body after you inhale, filling your body gently. Notice how the space inside your lungs becomes smaller after you exhale and the air leaves your body. Feel your chest and stomach gently rise and fall with each breath. Now as you inhale, count silently. One. As you exhale, count. One. Wait for the next breath and count again. One. Exhale. One. Inhale. One. Exhale. One. Continue to count each inhalation and exhalation as one. Notice how your body feels. See how calm and gentle your breathing is and how relaxed your body feels. Now it is time to gently reawaken your body and mind. Keeping your eyes closed, notice the sounds around you. Feel the floor beneath you. Feel the clothes against your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. Shrug your shoulders. Open your eyes and remain sitting for a few moments longer. Straighten out your legs and stretch your arms and legs gently. Sit for a few moments more, enjoying how relaxed you feel and experiencing your body reawaken and your mind returning to its usual level of alertness. Slowly return to standing position and continue with the rest of your day feeling re-energized. Thanks everyone for listening to our interview with Chris Morrison. I hope you're feeling relaxed and clear-minded and ready for a short writing exercise. So as usual, I like to share a book or a poem or something, some sort of resource related to the interview. And today I wanna to share the book, 
I Don't Want to Talk About It by Terrence Real. And this is a book about specifically male depression and the barriers or stigma that face men when they're kind of dealing with a tough time and how they cope with depression differently than women. So Terrence Real, he's uh, an academic at Harvard University, a psychologist, and um, I really recommend this book for men out there and also women who might be trying to understand a male friend or family member who's struggling with depression. So today for the writing exercise, I wanted you to think about a time when you were struggling with something and you didn't reach out for support, but later it became clear to you that reaching out, having a safe space, a community really would have helped you to overcome that obstacle. And I'm wondering if you could reflect on what during that time made you not reach out? What were you thinking at the time? What were you afraid of? Um, what barriers were there? Maybe there were no resources around you. So just to take a moment and to reflect on that situation and kind of what was holding you back. You might want to pause the podcast to give yourself some time to write. And once you've completed that, I want you just to think for a moment. Now that you can recognize some of those barriers, what can you do to overcome them? What, what can you do to help yourself to reach out in those instances when you're struggling and it feels like it's better to self-isolate? What would you do differently? So just to take a moment and to reflect on the agency you have to help yourself and to build community in those moments. You might want to pause the podcast. And finally, the third thing I would like for you to try is to write yourself a note. So just grab a sticky note, grab a, a scrap piece of paper and write down a few words, a sentence, a phrase of encouragement for yourself in those moments when you feel like pulling inward and to stick that note somewhere where you would see it in those times of difficulty. So maybe it's in your wallet, maybe it's hanging on your closet door, maybe it's on the mirror, maybe it's inside a cupboard where your keys are. Just to write something loving and kind to yourself 
to remind you that there are people out there who care and that are there to support you and to put that note somewhere where you will see it. So I just want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast, for taking part in our meditation and trying out some of our writing prompts. We hope that this is, we hope that this is helping you. And we really appreciate you listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. To find out more about FAO Academic Writing, you can check out our website at www.fao.ca or follow us on social media at FAO underscore academic writing. And FAO is spelled P as in Peter, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, U as in Unicorn. If you need any extra support with your academic studies or writing skills, send us a message anytime. We look forward to helping you reach your full potential on the page and in life.